0: This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And we are joined by Nathan Neeson.
1: Yes. Nathan, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. (laughs) You used to be a regular guest on the show. You moved to Lismore. Of course, prior to that here in Melbourne, you were an outreach worker for the Gay Men's Health Centre. And you studied gender studies and then you started working on a building site. That's right. Yep. I've been up in Lismore for
2: about um, five odd years now. I completed my studies, which was more of a a BSOC side, Bachelor of Social Science, but always focusing on the masculinity and gender studies. Mm. That finished two years ago. I'm now, I've been working on building sites for the last 12 months.
1: Building sites?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Construction, digging holes, putting up Mm -hmm. frames, concrete, that kind of stuff for the last 12 months. I never thought I'd love it, but... um, I love it so much that I'm actually beginning my trade certificate in carpentry and going down that path. There was a resistance because I thought, "Oh no, I'm not doing what my father did." And it's the it's the thing that brings me the most joy. So um, I'm going on with it. Mm. So yeah.
0: Okay, so now before we get to hegemonic masculinity and how it plays <laughs> out, word, yeah. yeah, how it plays out on a building site, yep. could we just talk about what constitutes uh, hegemonic masculinity?
2: So hegemony is the the dominant culture or a dominant idea. So coupling that with masculinity, hegemonic masculinity for this discussion is the dominant characteristics around masculinity that influence or are not so apparent on building Mm sites. So is that sort of... Yep.
0: Yeah. Is toxic masculinity a a, a synonym of of hegemony? Is it... It could well be. It could be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then to the building sites, mm. I mean, maybe we're talking about hegemonic masculinity in general. Mm. So can we talk about, you know, horseplay, alcohol consumption, the importance of risk and physical prowess, mm. men's attitudes towards women mm. and one-upmanship?
2: Sounds like you're, can you're we referencing do that? a peer paper by <laughs> I, 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 see, I am, yes. Awesome. <laughs> we have a platform to work from? <laughs> For sure. The... Look, I'm based on the Northern Rivers, which is slightly different to a bigger city than, say, Melbourne or Sydney. And so I would say, in my experience, that the masculinity is a little bit softer. But after reading that paper, it's Mm -hmm. like tick, tick, tick. Particularly, what I noticed for myself is alcohol. I don't particularly drink a lot, but I've noticed that that's a necessary tool in order to connect for men uh, on the building site. Particularly that post-work Friday. Mm -hmm it's really important, that's where the deals are made and that's where the networking occurs. I found for me that I needed to pull away. For, I had two drinks, that's my standard. I can't drink any more than that. I don't want to because mm-hmm. it has been an issue. And so, yeah, I identified that, that that is there.
1: How would you compare that to drinking at gay venues on a Friday or Saturday night? Mm. There are similarities, because, but
2: the, the end result is not necessarily the same, although it could be. What I mean by that that, in a gay bar, there would be a... There be sexual of of, there's sexual networking going and that's on happening on the building site. Drinks? No, not that I'm aw- not on my sites. Well, there could be. Whereas on site, it's more about networking. It's about getting that deal, locking in work for the next week, month, year with your mates
1: around alcohol. Around alcohol. And is there kind of what's the politics around masculinity like in relation to all of that?
2: Oh, it's very heteronormative. There's, there was also an assumption for me that I was being—I I had a chick uh, at times, <laughs> which. I'm not. I don't hide who I am on site, but I'm. am not overt too much to people I don't know, so I have to get to know them first before that's there. But there's an, an implied heterosexuality or hegemony around heterosexuality, and so I've had to sort of pull back on that. Pull back on that, but also the word gay is used as a negative term, mm-hmm. and so I've pulled up a couple of guys around that. Because they don't think you're gay, no. that wouldn't have occurred to them. They wouldn't, they don't, the term is used as a, it is a negative, but it's, there's no sexual or sexuality linked to that word itself. Is
0: I don't it know why about,
2: that's like, the is it, case, but. A dud?
1: Mm, is, it, is it like, you know, oh,
0: that's so a, gay. That's okay, in,
2: that's stupid, oh, it just doesn't work.
0: So it's like low grade homophobia kind of.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that's why I picked it up, and. My boss is actually really good. He's quite heart-centered, which Mm. is unusual in the building trade. And so once I said it, he picked it up straight away. He, oh, right, right. And there's also been other words thrown around like pussy or girl. Mm -hmm. Sorry, language warning. (laughs) And I picked him up straight away and I said, look, you know, when when you say that, that takes me back to being a five-year-old told that I can't throw the ball. And he is actually really responsive to that. But if I was in any other place, I would not be able, I would not have that. Hierarchy or that position of power in order to say what I needed to say.
0: Right, mm. I, I was, that was my next question then for you. So the 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 kind of masculinity playing out on these construction sites. So they are informing this gender hierarchy. Yeah. That happens in in the greater society. Yes, That's I right. That's right. Mm. Mm. So what? It's a constant. It, you're enforcing. Uh, like, it's like a machismo all the time, but Absolutely. it's distinctly like hetero. It's a heteros- bravado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's heterosexual. Mm-mm. Right. So this uh so this idea then of um what it is to be gay, what it's it's mm. uh, in um it's effeminate?
2: Yeah, there there has been a few mentions around as mentioned in that peer review paper. Yeah. That's the lowest of the low. That means right. you're you're you are not worthy when that is said. You're a pussy or a girl or a pansy. I'm, that word's been said, but that's implied <laughs> um with certain things and um it's really interesting coming in as a as a – I identify as a post-gay male, which means that all my history has been with men, but I would like to complicate that with, with non-male people. I
1: really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was more just about you were over-identifying as gay because you found <laughs> that too limiting. I guess you do if that's the case. That's why I say uh, non-male rather than saying, oh, I want to be with female. That's right, because yeah. last time mm. we spoke, There's a history. you yeah. <laughs> said that you were having fantasies about mm. older lesbians. That's right. Yep. And how yeah. has that progressed? That's still on the
2: horizon. It hasn't actually shifted into the physical realm, unfortunately. I have to feel very safe because I, and I'm investing my heart here. I need to feel very safe when I sort of offer that out. Up in that it's... I'm respected in the fact that I can say that kind of stuff, but I'm also quite introverted and I have to be with the right person in order for that to occur. There's been one person that I've even contemplated that, but I haven't actually mentioned that to this woman.
1: Mm. Wow.
0: Mm. Okay, so to counter hegemony Mm. right now. So is male homosexuality regarded as counter hegemony?
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting for me coming onto a site that's, Allowing these men to see that, oh, boys can be boys in some ways. And it's also been interesting seeing that I've not actually met any women on the building site at all. Oh,
0: right. Okay. We were wondering
2: about that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you if there were any on the site, but you no. just answered that. No, there's been none. And I ask around and no one's at... no one, There's a few. I, I have a friend that's studying her Sparky apprenticeship, but she's actually not on site. She's not mm. finding work. So in, in, in some ways... Even though I'm gay, I have male privilege on my site
1: as well. So if you okay. introduced a, a woman to your boss and yep. said, look, you know, she wants to work on the site, would that be well received?
2: Absolutely. I've, I've, I've tried to network for her. So I asked someone who is high as, um, electrical apprentices and he said, yeah, let, get him get her to give me a call. So it's like there has to be a way in for these mm. things. So it's not what you know, mm. but who you know. Um, and I just asked out of curiosity. I said, oh, are you looking for an apprentice? He said, yeah, get, him to give her, get her to give me a call. And so I've now let that go. But it's the only time you see women. it's walking on the street and mm. there's always a look back and there's always, there's not wolf whistles as such, but there's always sort of, oh,
0: mm. get a load of that.
2: And I just mm. turned my head. I think, oh, here we go again. You I know? Think the
0: first time I was ever wolf whistles was when I was walking <laughs> with my mum when I was quite young, maybe 12 or 13 mm-hmm. past the construction yep. site. And actually the reason why I swear... The reason why I swear like a sailor, that, is that still used? I swear a bit. is because of a story that my dad told me at the mm. dinner table. Sorry, dad. Was, I don't apologise. But um, there was a woman on a construction site or a building site that mm. my, my dad had been at. Yeah. And she apparently was quite um, – she, she swore a lot. And I think my dad was a bit thrown by mm. her presence amongst all the guys. And, yep. you know, so I took that to – I was like, well, I'm going to – uh, I think that, sorry, I, I feel like I need to say sorry again to dad. Sorry. It's not a bad thing, but, um, that she shouldn't be using language like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in the presence of men. And yeah. so then I, I kind of adopted the, <laughs> the, the F word. But that in some ways is
2: the, the connection tool as well with men. That's mm. when they're annoyed at something, the F word comes
1: out, all right. the C word, all that stuff. And, um,
2: that's how people connect as well.
0: Mm.
1: Does marriage equality come up on the building site? And if so, how is it framed? What's the tone? Look, I work for some great
2: blokes up there and it's received very well uh, and they've responded yes. That This is only two out of the, you know, probably about 20-odd people that I've met so far. But the Northern Rivers is slightly... It feels different when I... Yeah, it's far more, you know, earthy, hippie, that kind of stuff. So most of the people I know would be voting yes. Uh, I don't think I know anyone that's voting no. Yeah, go Lismore. It's a very—it's probably the queerest, like Dalesford. It's a very queer regional place. That's why I feel very safe and uh, happy there. Mm.
0: I wanted to talk to you about this break from heterosexuality that's happened since the late 1990s, and so mm. we've moved into queerness and queer identity. Yep. Mm. Where are we now with that? Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we now?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: The threat that I'm getting now well, is that so
0: general. Well, it,
2: there was something that was mentioned when I was at ACON and in the fact that queerness or gay people are being used as this political football. Mm-hmm. And which is coming through again with this whole SSM debate, unfortunately. And it's like it's just low hanging fruit to use such a term. But it's it seems to be a very easy political way of hitting that
1: pinata. That's where I feel we're at and I don't I don't necessarily like it. Mm. Um it's I, happening on both sides, isn't it? Tony yeah. Abbott's clearly doing that. That's you know, right. it's all about, you know, if you don't support marriage equality, that's okay because it's all about religious mm. freedom and freedom yeah. of speech. And mm. actually mm. it's not. It's about people of the same sex getting married. Yeah. Yes or no? Do you support mm. it? So it is being used as a, as a football mm. for other things, for culture wars yeah. and for morals.
2: Oh, if you accept morally this, then oh you'll let you know, we've heard what Corey Bernardi has said as well, and that's just idiots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's this, but then it seems as though we aren't able to have that debate in some aspects too, without someone getting annoyed or pissed off. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there is, we're, and I'm not sure where this thread is going. But it's, it's very it, emotive. It's emotive and it's very difficult to have something that is respectful on both sides. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, uh, when we started the interview, you, were, you hinted at... Or- hint at, you actually you expressed it, <laughs> um, sort of a fluidity in, in sexual mm, identity. For myself, or je- yep. Yeah, mm. right. So if we're, uh, I don't know, is this, what's happening now? Are we linguistically confused? Because if, if okay, so if a gay man marries a woman, can he still call himself gay, for instance? Oh. So you know I mean just mm, where you were where you were at mm, before. I guess if you're post gay
1: you can because you treat everybody. Because you're post gay. Yeah, but it's, it's also, also about labels, labels isn't yeah. it, being post gay. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And not letting them define you. Whereas, you know, back in when the queer theory was coming around Labels were coming from the top down Whereas now those labels come from the bottom up As in the people that actually want to use those terms So right. they're becoming more complicated They're becoming far more diverse mm. In all of those So when I say post-gay Most people don't have any idea what I'm saying So therefore I have <laughs> to define what that actually is mm-hmm. There was um, Is post-gay queer? No, doesn't, that it's doesn't not. fit either that, that doesn't fit my sort of paradigm right. however, however Saying that, there was a term that person that wrote, I think it was Doris, she wrote the book, The Ethical Slug. And she was talking about, you know, girl gay or girl guy. Those, those terms actually fit what I was actually trying to define with post-gay. That's the only other time in which I've actually had something that will, that actually meshes in together. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay. Well then I'll go to another writer. (laughs) So Raven, Raven Connell. Uh, said so that there's nothing outside of gender. So to be involved in social relations, you're mm. inside gender. That's right. Yeah. There's no way. Right. So this is where... Mm. So when, uh, you know, James asks you, is that queer? And you go, no, that's... You reject that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then where where do we... How do we how do we live here? <laughs> um,
2: but my rejection of the word queer doesn't mean that I don't operate with that outside of gender either. Okay. Um, It's just that that term, given how other people use that term doesn't fit how I use it. I've tried to sit with that that word queer for me and there's an element of me, probably maybe 1% that is. But on the whole, no. Okay. Do I identify as a male? Yes, gay male, mostly. But when, it's funny, I also change my narrative depending on who I'm talking to because of the difference in understanding or whether or not I want to explain things. It's far easier, mm. oh, I'm gay male, whatever.
1: Dude, Corey other- Bernardi right. would be having a field day <laughs> with this if he was listening. <laughs> Yeah, mm. and I want, to, I want to actually get on to something that Corey's been into because yep. you would also challenge him, and or he, you would also probably you know get him going. ah, I told you so. Yeah. Because last time we spoke, you mm. said that you were being a pup. Oh, pup papaya, yeah, pup.
0: Yeah. And we got a P-P? lot of
1: calls yes. about that. Oh, really? Okay. We did. <laughs>
0: Could you oh, explain wow. what a pup is? is so, it, so I, um, for the uninitiated, I'm like myself,
2: look, it's not it's not a, a world that I'm totally involved in, but it is around pup play, um, acting like a dog, um, four legged friends eating from bowls, you know, putting on masks and things like that. So, a pup is someone that acts like the, the dog, or you know, this this would also come through as the messages on the phone. They'll probably correct me too, um, but then the, you've got your pup handler, so that's the alpha, alpha dog.
0: Okay. So mm. this is the this is the a, 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 a dominant role play, su- f-
2: fetish, um but for some people it is twenty 24 four seven two.
0: So to be a pup then what you're a submissive person.
2: Yeah. Uh right. I would assume no? so, yeah. Okay. But then of course it depends on the dynamic within that within that relationship that one has. Or two pe- or multiple people have within that. So
0: then if you're a pup, what is the person you are? Pup handler. I mean, they're a pup handler. Or hand- alpha dog. Okay. Wow, this is this is a trip. Mm. See what I mean <laughs> about Corey Bernardi? He was be loving it. <laughs> okay, he'd be
2: linking this up with. You know the bestiality and all that. Exactly. Yeah, do you, do you
0: behave? How how far do you go with a uh, behaving or uh, d- uh, like a dog?
2: <laughs> okay, I'll give you, you. I'll give you an example. When I hosted a kink dinner party up in Lismore, mm-hmm. and I had a mate come down from Brisbane. There seems to be something in the water up in Brisbane. There's a lot of pups up there. Anyway, one of my mates right. came down, and he became he was pup for the night, and I was his handler. And I was he all he could do all night was bark. That was all. When he was asked questions, barking. I was interpreting for um, everyone else what those barks meant. Oh, yes yeah. or no, or like or not like, that kind of stuff. Were you accurate? I was, actually. It was really interesting. Then, I just went straight into that and it, was, it worked.
0: But then you were speaking for him. For,
2: True. But so then he would have barked if he wasn't happy.
0: How would you know what that bark meant if you're? A... <laughs> well
2: will have to get him on the show. Do you
0: have? Do you get together beforehand and you work out what each no. bark means or anything? People know their pets, no, they're that pets sounds... though. It,
2: they... that's right. Okay. It just it flowed, and I already knew him beforehand. We had had some relationship stuff before, and I could tell in his tone, his the loudness, those kinds of things. So you're not hmm. reading the just the bark, but the body language or pup language. And just taking it from there. So that was an experience that I'd love to do again. Right. But it's not something I, I, it's, you know, it's like a side salad when, you know, I have other things that a I, I like for main course.
0: Sal- I get it.
2: <laughs> we get it. We, yeah,
0: we get it. Now, just if we've got a little bit of time here, yeah. Kevin Spacey in the news this week. Yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, all the unfair stigmas that have, you know, about gay men mm. and uh, pedophilia being touched. Yeah. To, what, what, what the hell was his um, coming out
2: it seems very interesting that it. It's,
0: Story. It was supposed to be an apology. Yeah. It became
2: a transference. That's right. right. And a push, up,
1: yeah, pushing off to, to something else. Mm. I, I don't, I, yeah. And all of this, of course, happens with the President of the United States, A, getting away with sexually harassing all these women, yeah. but B, mm-hmm. saying that are calling them liars was mm. just politics. Yep. And, and more about Weinstein coming out as well. Yeah, you know, there's so all this, why is this double standard oh, existing where mm. it's okay for the president to do it but mm. uh, when anyone else does, it's, you know, Hollywood goes sick.
0: Well, now you've got uh, Corey Feldman, you know, the 80s oh, wow, child yeah. star. Mm. So he's trying to raise $10 million mm. to make a... Not a documentary, a narrative film about um, pedophilia in Hollywood and how how wow. insane that it is. Mm. And so apparently there's six names that he has, um, and he's not naming them right now. He wants to name them in his but film. But isn't it interesting how <laughs> sexual
1: harassment has you know morphed into pedophilia mm-hmm. in this debate? You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of whoa.
0: Mm. But, yeah. but but aren't the they? Uh, argument, wouldn't yeah. they be? Wouldn't they be relatively closely linked? Anyway, I mean, I can no, see I the say a lot of so. for I some can, people I they would be,
1: them. but not for everyone. For most mm. people, they wouldn't be because mm. most people that I, I would say most people who sexually harass, and it's you know horrific, but it's not pedophilia, and I wouldn't say it's a slippery slope between mm. the two.
0: Okay. To me, it made sense. That, right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, well, Corey Feldman's been going on about this for the last decade. That's not and to diminish he what he off. said about no. his own
1: experiences. Mm. No.
0: But to me, it's not at all a surprise that, um, you know, a, an industry that abuses women that would be mm. abusing children as well. Like, to me, that makes sense. Well, especially sense, when you've you got know? the film
1: industry where children are historically so sexualized, isn't you know? it? Mm-hmm.
0: mm Yeah. I don't know whether the $10 million for a narrative film, I kind of just, name the names now. <laughs> but And the names being kicked around are pretty big. Yeah. It's from, you know, Spielberg and George But you still want to see something George like Lickerson. Michael
2: Moore coming out with this expose or something. And right. Make it something worth watching rather than a five-minute or a five-second snippet on Facebook, perhaps. You know, right. really explore those strands. Mm. What's truly going on here? Where's the power? Where's the hierarchy? Where did mm-hmm. it stem from? You know, the the power of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um and what women, you know, in that situation around Weinstein. Um, in the what,
0: casting couch. Yeah. What mentality, will they do in yeah. order to,
1: to be successful? And what mm. will they place themselves but in? But it's interesting, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because so many of the people who are condemning this also were kind of enablers of it as well. That's Absolutely. Right. You know, so what's going on there? They were mm-hmm. silently kind of, you know, doing nothing about it for mm. so long. Yeah. You know. But now the, the lid's been blown off. let's just expose it all. So there's mud everywhere, really, mm. isn't there?
0: mm yeah, maybe it'll just mm. it, it'll just implode. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's no more movies <laughs> coming out. While you Hollywood. know Trump's still president, and so you know nothing's
1: <laughs> happened to him for what he's done.
0: Uh, true, yeah. Which is why which is why it was so devastating. Which is why women the world over wept the the, mm. the day that uh, he he became mm. president. But yeah. I mean, it's not it's not it's not unique to America or Hollywood. No, definitely
1: <laughs> not. But maybe when. If other allegations about him come out, maybe then people will, because of what's happened in Hollywood, actually be more kind of... um about structurally Trump. outraged about Trump, yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So, you know, maybe it will go, well, hang on a second, you know, we've got to judge the president and treat him like we have all these other people.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, like that sets the that sets the, the, the bar or the tone or whatever, that kind well, of Well, it just thing.
1: means that, you know, he gets treated like everybody else, which mm. I think he should on... Mm. Matters like but this, the president yeah. has power in which we we have no he's idea a cheap about. sexual harasser.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> but a,
2: yeah. I mean, even though he has that power, it doesn't mean he. You know, when he's gone through and done all the, you know, the the trans bans and all that stuff, they haven't been gone through. They've been discarded, thank God. But it just shows you that he's just trying to, you know, shard off a little bit here and here and here. Yeah, yeah. And look, let's. You know, I think every dog has their day. Does that count pups there? as well?
0: <laughs> can a pup have his day?
2: Oh, my he has his okay, day. Okay, cool. Or her. Or, or her.
0: Sorry, I did not mean to genderize that. I don't accidentally genderize pups and dogs. Um, so before we leave, before we leave you, um, is there somewhere where we can go to see some of your writing or a blog? Or I don't actually have can, anything as such like that. More.
2: I'm um, queen staying quite introverted in regards to that but okay. i think this is you've given me inspiration to actually start exploring that i'm awesome. a, i'm considering you know writing a blog around what's going on and at work construction sites as a post game yeah, yeah. and that kind of stuff which is necessary i think necessary given um you know this little sociological experience that i'm having so thanks guys for having me on <laughs> yeah, and, thank you and so giving much. me some space so yeah awesome yeah
0: cheers.